Welcome back to Shit to Grit. David and I are about to talk about what the bye week was like for us, a chance to soak up what it feels like to root for a competent NFL team who's seen the results of their many competent decisions. We also wonder whether thus far underachieving Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams was a rare exception. With a quote from Williams during the bye, and from something Lions general manager Brad Holmes said to Williams on draft night, we posed the question, how well did Holmes really know JMO before he drafted him? But as you'll also hear me say, we're inventing controversy. This season is like a movie, and sometimes it's tempting to add an antagonist. But the truth is, 66 years with one playoff win is antagonism enough. And these Lions don't beat themselves. The intermission's over. Time to watch the rest of this movie, which feels more and more like it's going to have a happy ending. Enjoy the episode. Maybe we'll find something new in it, or maybe we'll find a different way of uh, talking about. Let's. I'd like the conversation we had in the beginning. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, here we are, and we thought we recorded a long, long episode, and we didn't. But maybe it's supposed to be shorter, David. We'll see. Yeah. I said to David a few days ago, I am not motivated to edit. We recorded an episode. Jason, who's been busy helping clients, was willing to offer his expertise, had no motivation. And I had to figure out why. And I said to Dave, I think it's because I'm enjoying doing nothing. I'm enjoying the feeling of doing nothing except knowing that the Lions are good now, are getting healthier, and are going to be good after the break, even though, as I say it, I have that PTSD of how do you know they could collapse? They're not going to. Go ahead, David. I, I, I feel the same way. Um, usually at this time, I'm not looking at any football. Like right now, now that the bye is over, but during the bye, all I was doing was rewatching games of the Lions over and over again and plays really focusing in on players that I didn't get a chance to focus in on during the the game. So I just can't get enough of this team. I'm still excited about them, you know, and I I'm, I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous about them coming off the bye. I'm just, I want them to come out just hitting the ground hard. And I know they will because they got Campbell's going to make sure of that. So this, I, I really believe in this coach and the GM and these players, man. And I'm excited I'm excited that these uh, the guys who were hurt, a lot of them are coming back. And it's we'll get to see them all playing together again. Did you imagine what it would feel like to have the Lions as a winning team as a kid? I always did. I was like, what are other cities feeling like? They, they must be excited, you know? And now we get a chance to have that feeling. So what's um, it I like? Just, what does it compare to with what you thought it would be like as a kid? I can't wait for them to start playing again because I, I miss watching them. There's a little bit of that going on. I'm constantly having conversations with people about the team. In the past, 
no one wanted to talk about the Lions, but now everyone wants to talk about them. A guy was walking down the street, walking his dog. He waved, I go, hey, how are you? And he said, excited about the Lions coming back. And I was like, me too, man. So it's that sort of thing going on. I used to think about it's it's happening now. It feels much calmer than I thought it would. I like this feeling. I have gone through so many weeks and seasons of uncomfortable feelings about the Lions. Pain, sadness, hurt, shock, confusion, real, real emotions. I would take another week of this break. As much as I like football, as bored as I get of Googling Detroit Lions, hitting sort by date, usually it's pretty boring between Monday afternoon and Saturday afternoon, but I still do it 30 times a day. I'm not ever tired of knowing that when I Google the Lions, I'm not going to see anything negative. It's like the internet has been wiped of negative stuff about the Lions. (laughs) That's great. But you know what's weird about what you just said is that you don't seem as calm to me in a good way, meaning you'll call me a couple of times, three times a day, and you'll call me and say, do you have a minute? And I'll go, yeah. And you'll just like throw in some lion's knowledge and some information that you've read. Uh, I don't know, five, 10 minute conversation, but we could go on for about, almost a half an hour. What I have been feeling is satisfaction. Satisfaction at the fact that in this last draft, we recorded that draft, David. We were so worried. He got kick-ass players. Brian Branch. He got kick-ass players. Yes. Jameer Gibbs. Yes. Jack Campbell. Who the hell is Jack Campbell? That was my thing. Who am I missing? Uh, Laporta. Oh, and Sam Laporta, who is top five in the league. It's satisfaction. Satisfaction knowing we recorded our own doubt. And look at these people. Look at them. Yep. I said to you, the last week and a half, from Monday night till now, we're memorializing this season. We deserve to, so that we can listen to it for posterity. Yes. Because this is a significant moment, not just in our lives, David, but in lots of people's lives who suffered as long or longer than we have. It's a rare occasion that a team can hurt somebody like this, and no sport matters to me like football. I said, this reminds me of the 84 Tigers. David told me to repeat this on the air. The 84 Tigers ran away with it. We've talked about it on the podcast. They were 35-5 and to start out. They had so many games to give that they led wire to wire, never trailed. But because they were only eight games over 500 the rest of the season after that start, Baltimore grew closer, never in danger, but closer. The papers had nothing to write about. After a while, I don't know if you're doing what I'm doing with the Googling thing. You're doing your own thing. I'm talking to the third friend. If you're Googling and looking it up, after a while, the stories get boring. Well, they had nothing to write about in 1984 because we were running away with it. We led wire to wire. So they started to invent a controversy because the second place team was Baltimore, like I said. And Baltimore was the home of John Denver who sang the song, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. And that's the song that they played in Tiger Stadium during the seventh inning stretch when Herbie, that guy with the, remember he danced around with the guy with the broom? Do you remember Herbie? Yeah, yeah, yes. Did you know he won the lottery? (laughs) No. That's why he left. He won the lottery. Ah! (laughs) Surely. So that's the song they would play. And they invented a controversy. They invent. they had nothing to write about. It's just like the Lions. 
I love this peaceful, easy feeling, as the Eagles would say. Nothing going on. Nothing going on. I and I like what you've said about sitting in the silence. Yeah. Yeah. I We should all just be taking this in and enjoying this moment, you know. And we have it recorded. The other one I told you was Breaking Bad. I, I'll say it briefly because you already heard it and you didn't like the show. The end of season four, season four, episode 12, or whatever, however many there were, it was a perfect hour of television. It was perfect, David. It was perfect. Wow. And when it was over, even though I was strip watching it in order to make it to the finale, because I'd heard so much about it, my cousin got me into it. I said to her, I need to sit in the silence. That was a perfect episode of television. And I spent two days not watching anything. I just sat in the satisfaction. The feeling of satisfaction is something I like drinking in. I can't get no satisfaction. It's rare that you go through life feeling satisfied. I'm satisfied with the Lions play. I'm satisfied. I feel satisfied. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't like it when the offense gets kind of cutesy. Sometimes that they've got some really good players. I don't think you have to get cutesy and really with some of the plays that they have run, but overall I, I they're doing everything right. And it's tough to get cutesy when people are expecting you to get cutesy. Then you have to out cutesy them. And then you're playing rock, paper, scissors and trying to figure out, well, he just put out scissors. <laughs> Will he think I'm going to put out rock? <laughs> Three-dimensional chess. Yeah. You, you've got two exceptional running backs. Right. Keep the creativity with the offensive line going. That's what I say. Yeah. So the two controversies, the only two, the only two, the one we talked about last week, Jamison Williams, I told you the interview, you watched it yourself. Mike O'Hara, formerly of the Detroit News, now of DetroitLions.com, threw Jamison Williams a softball in the locker room and said, what did you accomplish for yourself during this bye week? What did you accomplish? Mm -hmm. What did you accomplish? Mm -hmm. That's a well, go ahead. Well, you tell him what he what he said. Do you remember? I watched a lot of TV. I rested. I watched some TV. I watched my friends play, but I really didn't do much. Yeah, and what what was your take on that? What you know, like to me, that's the wrong answer. My answer would have been: I've been watching. I'm not satisfied with the way I'm playing. I've I've called a couple of my uh, veterans. I've had conversations with them. I've been working out. I've been, you know, like that sort of thing. I've been catching more balls. I, I decided to stay and sort of like uh, do what St. Brown does and catch, just catch some balls. That is what I literally was expecting him to say that. It, it's working for him. You know, I could learn a lot for that guy. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, maybe there's too much ego in football, you know, to do, say something like that. But at the very least, I would have been like, I've been studying film, trying to figure out some of the things that I can do better. I, I think that would have helped him out a lot. So if I say to you, I don't think he's going to amount to much. Brad Holmes is entitled to one failure. Do you think I'm wrong? I don't think you're wrong, man. I, I wish there was someone around him that could tell him what he's doing is wrong. He's going down the wrong path. And I don't know if he has friends around him that would say that to him. Even players might feel like, well, he's, this is his career. He's doing what's good for him. I'm not going to, who am I to tell him what he's doing is wrong? I, I don't know. I don't know. 
my sense is I don't think he's going to put it together. And if I'm wrong, I'll be so happy. I, I don't yeah, really know. I'd be happy to. Yeah. I don't really know. But what I do know is the Lions will succeed with or without him. Doesn't matter. Oh, for sure. They're going to succeed with or without him. Do, what would you do if, if you were in, what would you be thinking if you were in Jamison Williams' shoes and they trade and get a guy like they just got? What would you be thinking? Am I me or am I him? You're you. Like, do I do do I process life like me or do I process, process life like him? You're processing like you. Okay. First, it would be this. Wow. Like I'm a little surprised. <laughs> yeah. Why would they do that? Oh my goodness. Wow. They they don't think I can handle this. That's what I would think. What about you? I would do everything in my power. I'll I'll work as hard as I can to keep him on the sideline. Because I I have a feeling. If he doesn't see the writing on the wall, this guy's going to start playing ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So this is the controversy I want to invent. I didn't get to fully tell you this before I had that feeling that we weren't recording and I was right. Did you see Jameson Williams getting drafted? Uh, no, no, no. I, I didn't think so. Oh, my so, goodness. Tell me. This is my hypothesis. I think Brad Holmes always does his homework, always researches a player carefully. I want you to Google as soon as I'm done talking and I'll edit it out if I need to, or while I'm talking, Google Jamison Williams getting drafted because what happened was Brad Holmes traded up to get him. I think they didn't have a long conversation. He knew his stats. He knew the good season he had called him up, sounded like a good guy and they went for him. And I remember thinking at the time of the draft, this is the part I didn't get to tell you. I remember thinking at the time of the draft, the way they picked Jameson Williams, they looked uncharacteristically ill-prepared. They were joyous, but they looked uncharacteristically ill. I had that sense. I I promise you, I had that sense. You tell me if I'm wrong. Watch the moment he's drafted. We're about to pick you right here, man. Hey, come in here, get healthy, take the top off, and be the dog that you are, man. All right? Congratulations, man. All right, man. Let me get you on the phone with our head coach, Dan Campbell. J-Dub. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Let me tell you something. You know what we love you? Because you're a football player. We love football players. You eat it and you sleep it. You're... Okay, what stands out for you? It sounds like... Well, they're excited. I, you know, um, Holmes is doing his thing where he's slapping everyone's hands. He's hugging. Uh, I just, it it seems like they, I don't know, Marshall, I don't want to contradict you. It seems like they seem excited to have him. Well, let me ask an important question. Do you think that he would know the Lions head coach had they had a conversation with him before the draft? Would he only have met Holmes or would he have met Dan Campbell too? Say that again. Say it again. If they did their homework with Jamison Williams, I don't know what homework entails. If they did their homework with Jamison Williams, would that have meant introducing him to Dan Campbell? If they had done their home... Uh, so they fly someone in to meet with them. Would they have met the head coach or would they only have met Brad Holmes? They would have met the head coach, right? Play that again. And what he says is, now I'm going to hand you to our coach, Dan Campbell. That's not how you do it. You say, let me give you to Coach Campbell. Because you met him already. Coach Dan. Congratulations, man. 
right now. All right, man. Let me get you on the phone with the head coach, Dan Campbell. Huh. huh. Interesting. Let me get you on the on the phone with our head coach, Dan Campbell. He doesn't know who he is. Oh, my God. They went in blind. They went in blind. He, <laughs> he saw a guy who was supposed to go in the top 10 fall out of the top 10. You're a real he football thought he would player. Make a can- he was a kingmaker, but he chose, he chose the wrong pawn to make king. Oh, my God. I want to ask him. Did you meet with – oh, my God. Turn you over to our head coach, Dan Campbell. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, no. He would, he would just go – this person you're going to speak to is the head coach. I don't know, Marshall. If he met him, he'd say, Coach Campbell. He'd say, Dan. He wouldn't say, my head coach, Dan Campbell. I think it was Brad Holmes's phone call right there. That's when they met. Hold on. All right, man. Let me get you on the phone with our head coach, Dan Campbell. Let me get you on the phone with our head coach, Dan Campbell. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's plausible. It's plausible. So if he aired, I think you can't fault him because look at these four high draft picks. Jamison Williams was the only one he's missed on. I'd, you don't have to use this, Marshall, but I don't even know if he's completely there, meaning like his head, like he knows where he is. Like he I think you're right. A- I think he's dazzled by the pinstripes. Wow, I'm in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's a little dazzled or he's just not – he doesn't understand the opportunity or what he's doing or where he is. He seems lost. I think when he answered that question, he was being completely honest. No, I didn't watch any football. You know, like, I didn't do anything. I just laid around and watched – yeah, he does – I don't think he understands what it means to be a professional yet. It's just interesting. But, you know, uh, did we already say this with Brian Branch, what he said? No, we didn't say it. Tell him. Brian Branch, when they asked him, how would you say the first half went? I would say, okay, he said. A lot of things I got to clean up, get better. You know, it it was okay. (laughs) That's a football player. Everybody's entitled to miss one. And if he missed on Jameson Williams, he missed on Jameson Williams. But this... This team's not stopping for one guy. No, they're not going to stop. They're too, for one they're guy. too good. They're too deep. Yeah, they, he, he's he's going to find himself riding a bench. Yeah, or or running back punts or kickoffs or something like that. Th- you know? He becomes the human victory cigar like Darko Milicic. That's not a good thing. That's not a good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I will still hope for the best, meaning that a pass gets launched his way, and that I'm still optimistic. That's what I mean, hope for the best. Because if he shows me that he stopped dropping passes, I will start to feel optimistic. That's how it works. You stack things. You stack catches now. He needs to stack catches. Yeah, you know, the Lions can help him out by doing some little easy little dump passes or something. I just think they just need to win. They just need to win. And if it's with him, it's with him. And if it's without him, it's without him. But they ought not to work so hard to help him out. If he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Yeah, I just don't want anyone to say the coaching staff sort of let him down. I want them to help Jamison Williams, if he needs help, come up with a plan to help him. And if he doesn't respond, it's over. You know, done. Colleen Raymond didn't need help. 
he just showed him what he had. I know. And what he continues to have every play. Yep. That guy's got a heart. Well, you told me, like, I go, you think they're going to get rid of that? He's going to make the team. You're like, oh, yeah, he's going to make that team. He doesn't drop the ball. He doesn't drop the ball. That guy has heart. That guy has heart. It's funny because you would think I would take it hard, having been through Lions' first round draft busts all the time. It's okay. Like I like what you said. We're gonna we'll win with him or without him. With or without him. Nice little thing you picked out. I I didn't remember what gave me that impression, but that's what it was. They never met before. Our head coach Dan Camp. Like I wonder. I'm going to do a little snooping on, around. I'm going to see how they hand the phone off to other players. Guys, you know they had in. And see if you can find out if they ever had Jamison Williams in for a meeting. You know, Detroit Lions have Jamison Williams in for workout. Yeah, that's great. I'll do, I'll do that. Will you well. do that? Okay, let me know. Do you think this is a whole episode? I, what we just did? I think it can be a short episode. I'm just, whenever we talk, I always wonder where you're going to put the music in. When are you going to overlay the music? It'll be right over you wondering. Open up your mind. Open up your mind.